Hey, welcome back to the Connect Podcast. I'm Derek Miller, Senior Pastor at River Valley Christian Fellowship and your host uh, for this uh, episode of the Connect Podcast. In fact, probably every episode I've been the host, I think. Uh, But joining me today, uh, back in studio, a.k.a. our family room at the church, uh, Mike Dean. Mike Dean is our Children's Ministry Director. Welcome, Mike. Awesome. Great to be here. And Logan Miller, our producer for the Connect Podcast and our worship leader uh, here at River Valley. Welcome, Logan. Thank you. Thank you. Mike, we're back. I know. We've been nice. booted for so, so long. We've <laughs> we've made our resurgence. Yeah. It's yeah. glorious. Yeah. You guys, uh, you guys got superseded for a while there. We've been, you know, we've, uh, we've done a uh, series on Rooted and the Rooted experience and people's stories with Rooted. And we can talk more about that. Uh, in another time, Rooted is happening right now. As we speak, we're in week eight of Rooted, and it's been fantastic. Uh, God is doing some amazing things in people's lives, and we're just seeing we're just seeing it happen, and we're seeing their testimonies of it, hearing their testimonies of it, and and it's been pretty special. We're looking forward to seeing how God's going to carry us through these next few weeks, and then to see how this group of people will uh, maybe form a life group and begin to share life together, uh, just continuing the practices and the rhythms that we've been using uh, within Rooted, the Rooted experience. Uh, but uh, So we did a series on that, and we did a series on student ministries uh, and shared some stories there. And then we did a series on our community partnerships with Jill and had all of our community partners come in and did interviews with them. It was great. It was, it was fantastic. It was good. But <laughs> you guys were... Yeah, you guys were nowhere to be found there. Actually, I was Logan, present, was, but silent. Logan was present but silent, yeah. which is what most fathers want their children to be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, That's good. That's good. That feels nice. Thanks. Feels real good. How's that? How's that for post-Easter encouragement? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, uh, but it's good to, good to have both of you uh, back. So tell me, how was your, uh, how was your Easter? So last year uh, during COVID, course we were locked down could not meet i did my easter message out here at willow haven outside we thought we would be creative and do the recording outside it was very nice that that week you know that week so we recorded out there and then put posted that online and then uh every other church did the same thing and (laughs) we all had the same idea at the same time uh but i uh it was just me and uh bailey testament our communications director and some kids riding through on their bikes interrupting our shots yeah, well, right. exactly. So this year, we did all the Easter yeah. Easter things. We I, went all I, out. I think we celebrated well. We remembered well and prepared well for Easter. And and God, uh, boy, uh, Sunday was phenomenal. It was great. The holy all, all of Holy Week was tremendous. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so, how was? How, what were your impressions? How was your Easter? Oh, it was excellent. Yeah, you know, we were talking about last year, and it felt like almost the first because of a year off. I, each thing that happened, even though the things I've done for a lifetime were set in a new kind of context where I was like, Hey, I didn't get to do this last year. And I didn't get to do this last year. Each mm-hmm. thing was like that the whole time. And it almost added kind of a new blessing to the, to the season. I, I remember thinking as I drove from church on Easter Sunday over to mom and dad's that uh, last Easter we couldn't, Mm-hmm. Uh, we couldn't see them. That was the first Easter since birth that I didn't uh, mm. have dinner with my mom and dad. So uh, 
Yeah, it was. So it was, it was exciting for all the normal reasons as we, as we, as we celebrate the resurrection, but it was also uh, newly exciting because, uh, because of the loss that we experienced last year and not being able to do that. So it was good for our family. Yeah. It's awesome. It was good for us too. We had a great time. My brother and his wife and my niece, Kimber, they all came up for a few days. That was awesome. And, uh, but yeah, Mike, I agree. I, I think there was a, it did feel almost new again this year and, uh, just with an extra dose of joy, man, yeah. Sunday, I just, I was feeling it. It was yeah. wonderful. Well, and Josie, yeah. my, my youngest daughter, Josie mm-hmm. is uh, four years old. And so she's just starting to get stuff. And so that added, I think a whole new yeah. uh, element of excitement to what was going on as well, because she was starting to repeat the story and understand the story of Easter and recognize the characters. And it just, she's starting to get things. And it, it meant a lot then, uh, as we, you know, did a resurrection eggs and, and did those things that we often do with Easter. It, it, uh, it was a, it was a meaningful experience with her too. So. Yeah. Uh, it was, yeah, it was so good to have, all of our family, our immediate family, were here, uh, and that didn't happen last year, and that doesn't always happen at all on Easter because we have uh, a son, Landon, and his wife, Kelsey, and our granddaughter, Kimber, that live four hours south of here. So we don't, you know, sometimes those things don't line up very well uh, based on work schedule or whatever it might be, but uh, this year, oh man, did it feel good to have everybody, <laughs> both grandkids in the house, they were cranky. They both needed naps. And, but yep. man, was it fun. <laughs> yeah, it was, a good it time. was so fun. It, it was, was so fun. Time. It was nice. It was a beautiful weekend. Yeah. We got to celebrate the resurrection with our, our families, but our church family uh, together. Uh, and then to just enjoy a, a gorgeous day. Uh, it was tremendous. There was a great excitement here. Um, as, the, as the spirit moved, people were just, I think, uh, happy to be here and to be celebrating the resurrection. And there's just a great spirit in this place. Yeah, there um, certainly uh, was there. It was Sunday. palpable mm-hmm. on Sunday. And I think, well, of course, every week now for several weeks, we're seeing more and more people coming back that we haven't seen in a year. Uh, they've gotten their vaccinations and uh, they're starting to leak back in uh, feeling more comfortable. And Sunday was also uh, again, once again, we saw more people, in that regard. And of course, you know, Easter brings in families and people that are from out of town. And, and so it was, it was a great, you know, of course the, the building was packed, socially distanced, uh, <laughs> packed, uh, whatever that means these days. Uh, but it was, uh, it was our greatest attendance, of course, since we opened up, uh, last year, uh, just, it was, it was a wonderful, wonderful day as we focused and exalted Jesus, our risen savior and focused on him through song and through prayer and through the word and being reminded once again of the new life that we have in him and the hope of our, of our resurrection. Uh, because, you know, oftentimes we think of resurrection uh, only on one day. We're going to do resurrection for the next month, actually. We're going to talk about the eyewitness accounts of, of Easter over the next four weeks. And that doesn't, that won't probably capture all of them. But uh, so Sunday I talked about uh, the resurrection, the eyewitness of Mary Magdalene and uh, specifically focused on Mary. And then uh, Sunday we'll talk about the two, the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. 
Which, which is very interesting, by the way, because when you look at Luke 24, you, you find out that they must have, because they say, well, the women, we, they amazed us because the women went to the tomb, they found it empty. And then some of our own, you know, some of the other disciples, meaning Peter and John, also went to the tomb and they found it just like they, they said, and then they left town before Mary Magdalene went back. Hmm. Because, because as they were probably leaving, Jesus was speaking to Mary. Because she, he gave her the message to go back to the disciples and tell them that she had seen him, and to, and, and so, so those two disciples must have. So they heard all of this, so they were present, but they left before Mary came back. And so we'll talk about those guys. Uh, actually, you know, tradition says that one's named one's named uh, Cleopas or Clopas uh, in another part of Scripture. Think it might be the same person, but it, the other disciples not named. Hmm. I've always assumed that this was two guys, two men. But uh, historically, actually, uh, they think it may have been a man and wife. That it was Cleopas and Mary, his wife. Which I don't know where they get that exactly. It's all conjecture because the scripture doesn't tell us. But I just found that interesting. Uh, but uh, so so we'll be talking about the the disciples and Jesus interaction revealing himself to them. Uh, and then uh, the following week, we'll talk about Jesus, uh, the eyewitnesses of the disciples themselves that evening when Jesus shows up in the upper room. And then more specifically, uh, Thomas, a week later. Mm-hmm. We don't know where Thomas went, but he wasn't there initially. Uh, and then we'll also talk about Peter specifically, because Luke is the only one that says that he, Jesus uh, 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 you know, showed himself to Peter by himself. Uh, but then of course we have this whole restoring of Peter, Mm -hmm. uh, in Galilee at the sea of Galilee. So we'll talk about that the following week. And then we will talk about Paul and Jesus, the eyewitness of Paul of the resurrection of Jesus, uh, revealing himself, uh, to Paul on the road to Damascus. So those are, that's what's coming up. I'm excited. Yeah. So usually it's Easter, we talk about resurrection for one Sunday sometimes, and, uh, and then we're off to another uh, subject, but uh, not this year. No, 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 no. <laughs> we're going to sit in resurrection, the goodness of the resurrection. Well, traditionally, isn't Sunday the celebration of the resurrection? It is. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. The Sabbath was Saturday. We, we get that kind of mixed up sometimes, uh-huh. but uh, traditionally, that's what Sunday was. That's exactly was right. celebration of resurrection. First day of Every the week. Sunday. First day of the week, yeah. that resurrection redefined that paradigm of time of meeting together. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to that a, a lot because um, um, resurrection is the defining event uh, for, Christian, for Christians. Yeah, I always, t- I always tell the kids, uh, Resurrection Sunday is how we know it worked. Mm-hmm. You know, that the, <laughs> that the grand scheme worked. Right. That death was defeated, that the curse was removed. That's it's, right. It's a uh, great, great day to celebrate. So, Yes. Chris Call, Paul said, you know, if the resurrection did not happen, then we are to be the most pitiful people yeah. <laughs> on the face of the planet. Our faith is futile. Our preaching is useless. Yeah. And our faith is, is futile. And, uh, and the people that have died uh, are lost. They're just out in the ether somewhere, or they're just no more, which is, which is a 
pagan understanding of life after death, or actually no life after death. Uh, so so uh, thanks be to God for the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the eyewitness accounts. We often say every year uh, is that we don't believe in resurrection because it, the, there's a date on the calendar or some tradition tells us we, we should or the Apostles' Creed says we do. We believe it because of the eyewitnesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, we believe it based on what people saw. And, and oftentimes we forget that everything that we know about Jesus is given to us and written down by people who said they saw him alive after he died. Right. Yeah. And in the context of other people who were present for these things as well. I mean, it, 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 these are people who were saying this in front of their peers who were also around at the time. And it, it's, it's actually a very compelling, it's one of the most compelling arguments for just the, uh, the validity of scripture anyway, regardless. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, because this is not how you write legend. You know, a lot of people think, well, these, these were written, you know, hundreds of years after the fact, and, uh, and so it, people just made these stories up about a Jesus and, and this resurrection. Uh, no, this is not how you write legend. Um, for, for legend, you have, to, you have to wait till all the witnesses die off, yeah. so no one can contradict you. Yeah. But, but in each of these accounts, they're naming names. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul says, you know, there, there are, Jesus appeared to 500 people. Now, we don't have the event of that, but G, Paul says he appeared to 500 people at once. And essentially, Paul's, and Paul's writing 1 Corinthians only about 15 years, 15 to 20 years after the event of resurrection. And so essentially he's saying, look, if you don't believe me, just go ask the people I've yeah. named. Uh, go ask one of the apostles. Uh, and you know, of course, James, his brother and, and, uh, and then these 500 witnesses. And (laughs) so lots of people, uh, saw Jesus alive after he died, probably more than we realized because he was, he kept appearing for weeks and weeks and weeks before his ascension. I mean, you can, you cannot make up stories about public events while witnesses still are still around. That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> it won't work. Somebody will call you out. That's exactly right. And the way they wrote them, you know, it's, it's interesting when you look at the resurrection accounts, they write them in such a way that they, of course, they include all these extraneous details about things, you know, which, because when you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they're all, they all provide varying details of the same event, which says, you know, it wasn't a group of people that got together uh, decades and decades and decades later to say, okay, let's write this account. Let's write this legend of Jesus. And, and, and therefore the details would be the same, mm-hmm. but they're not the same because, and, and what you have based on, I mean, Richard Bauckham write, wrote uh, uh, Jesus and the eyewitnesses, mm-hmm. you know, what, what, he, what he's saying is, look, this is, these are clearly eyewitnesses. This is what eyewitnesses do. This is how they share the stories. They remember details. Each of them will remember varying details. Um, because Matthew, of course, was there and saw Jesus alive after he died. And then, of course, Peter told Mark uh, his account, and Mark wrote it down. And then you had John, of course, was there. And then Luke uh, says that he, he uh, interviewed multiple witnesses and wrote down his, his account. So, yeah, this is just not how you do that. You know? And then some people say, well, these were written so far, you know, we can't trust them because they were written so, so many, many years after the fact, which is not true. But, but even if they were, I mean, 
I can remember things that happened in detail 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, can, can you? Absolutely. No. You can't? <laughs> no. No, because you're not 30 yet. That would, that would predate me by two and a half years. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just think about my son Landon's birth, our first, you know, the firstborn, and all the details surrounding that. I remember everything. Well, he's, he's 30 years old now. What? I can go, I can go, yeah, he is. <laughs> I, I can go through all of those details. So it's ridiculous to say, oh, yeah, you can't remember, you know, uh, people remember where the songs were written 100 years ago. You know, uh, what do those. you mean you can't, we can't remember details about things. And these weren't mundane events recorded. Mm-hmm. These were like massive out of the ordinary, uh, shocking events recorded. These aren't the kinds of things yeah. that people forget anyway. No, no. I mean, think <laughs> about it. Your friend comes back to life after he was crucified, dead and buried. And you're not going to remember that in detail. Yeah. Uh, no. yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. No way. No way. So, so, uh, you know, thinking about the eyewitness accounts and how, how, uh, you know, uh, they wrote down what they saw and the details they share and, uh, man, it is, it is compelling, compelling, uh, evidence for the resurrection of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm, so I'm looking forward to that, uh, over the next few weeks. So, uh, uh, Mike, some exciting things happening with kids, uh, our, our kids ministry treehouse. Yes. Coming so up next week is our install date for our worlds of wow project. We've got a, a company that we've been working with for over a year now, uh, COVID kind of, uh, slowed things down a bit, but, uh, uh, they came in and brought some designers in and, uh, did a whole new design for the, uh, children's area here at River Valley. And they, uh, they, they brought that to us and we went through this whole process and, and we are finally, uh, coming to the time we're ready to have them come in and install. I, I, I can't wait, man. That's exciting. Yeah. It's going to be so cool. Yeah. I've seen the pictures and I can't wait to watch George on the tree <laughs> and the slide and everything, yes. man. That's going to be awesome. Yes. I was telling dad, I'm like, man, he's really getting the cream of the crop. You know, it's, he's going to be growing up in a different river valley than I did with you That's true. back in the, back in the day. He's uh, he's going to be spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's awesome. Very yeah. Exciting. They did a great design. Of course, uh, Mike, you and your team, Jessica, and you and your team have done a terrific job, um, you know, giving what the application of what you do as a teacher there, uh, you know, Mike is a phenomenal teacher. Uh, he's a phenomenal Bible teacher, phenomenal in the way that he creates, um, material to teach, uh, children and to make it sticky, uh, for them to remember. And, uh, and so your whole team, you know, went through this design process and, and you, you really were thinking not just about aesthetics, you were thinking about also, how is it that, that these things can be used to communicate, Mm -hmm. uh, the Bible to children in a way that they remember creating an environment in which they can learn and grow and be excited. So, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a challenge because designers don't always think that way. Uh, they're, they're, they are aesthetics is what they do. (laughs) That's what they're. And so we had to really work to communicate kind of the vision for how the space would be used and how the different objects that they're creating would be used. Uh, to try to help them understand, uh, to to ca- kind of catch a vision for what we do, so that they could create a space that uh, both captured the imaginations of the kids, which is what we want. We do want it to be aesthetically pleasing, 
Uh, we want it to capture their imaginations, but also to have some practical uh, uh, teaching application for us as well. So yeah, it's, it's going to be cool. Yeah, I'm very excited. And, you know, with George, our grandson, Logan's son, <laughs> Tiffany's son, uh, he's going to, yeah, for him to have that kind of environment to grow up in, uh, it's going to be it's going to be fun to see him uh, captivated, his, his little imagination captivated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's fun to see that happen uh, wherever he is, actually. <laughs> but uh, yes. to see that happen here. Uh, but uh, we're, we're looking forward to having that project completed and unveiled uh in just about a week yeah right in just yeah. a week it will so. be a week awesome. so yeah this time next week they may be wrapping it up wrapping things up yeah so yeah and so we you know we'll, we'll take this opportunity also to thank those who gave uh toward that project because uh it was a fairly you know big undertaking and so uh we're grateful for people who caught the vision for that and that gave financially to that project and uh, we couldn't have done it without you. So yes. we're looking, looking forward to uh, seeing that. And so, you know, over the over the years, Mike, man, we've been doing, you know, we've built a few things around here, <laughs> and we've we've renovated renovated a few things around here. And you know what? There's only one room left yeah. to do. I can tell you which one it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The red yeah. carpet. Room. It happens to yeah. be the largest room of, <laughs> yeah. of the building, uh, our original sanctuary, yeah. which we call the North Venue. Uh, still has some, uh, yeah, 2004 burgundy. I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, maybe, maybe but uh, maybe it's still stuck back there in my mind that we, we, we need to do something about that. But, <laughs> but anyway. Might be time. Yeah. So... <laughs> So yeah, the children's ministry is going to be so phenomenal. It's going to be lots of fun. I'm I'm can't wait to see the kids' faces and and the families. Uh, you know, it, it it demonstrates we do value children. We do value families here, and we uh, we want to provide an a, an environment that is excellent in teaching, primarily in teaching, because uh, but but also in in the way that things are communicated because. Uh, all of these things, these aesthetics, all of these things do communicate something. Mm-hmm. And when they align with our, the greatest message that we are trying to communicate, and that is how, how is it that these children can know God? How can they connect with Him? Learn how to worship Him. Learn how to pray. Learn about uh, the Bible and how its connections and, and God's meta-narrative throughout. Uh, meta-narrative is probably not a word you use on Sunday mornings with kids, but... But anyway, the, the connections from, <laughs> but the, you know, for kids to see that and understand it and understand that God is a personal God and he wants to know them and, and that he wants them to live life with him. Um, uh, that's a, a great message. And we believe that, um, our kids are greatly valued here so that we want to, we want to do our best in all of these ways to communicate that message to them, Absolutely. whatever that might take. So, um, but man, uh, you guys, we yeah, we've had a great Holy Week. We've had a great we've had a great Easter season. Uh, when I reflect back, we we uh, you know we observed Lent uh, this year. Uh, we've observed actually uh, Advent and then Epiphany. These are new things for River Valley. We've never done these uh, things. We've never before. done these things. Uh, <laughs> these are more high church uh, liturgical kind of and yeah yeah we're not liturg- liturgical in our our approach necessarily, but. Uh, we've gone through Advent, we've done uh, Epiphany and Lent, 
And uh, now Easter, mm-hmm. Easter tide, Easter season, uh, we're in now, uh, which will lead us to Pentecost uh, as well. So uh, it's been a great year. It really has been a great year as we've focused primarily on the life of Jesus and and these seasons that cause us to reflect and remember and uh, uh, remember of, of you know remember our sin, mm-hmm. remember who we are without Christ, but to remember that God so loved the world that He gave His Son for us in this mission to rescue us from our sin and uh, to invite us into a relationship with Him and His kingdom and for us to be at work together. Uh, to bring, you know, uh, answers to the prayer, uh, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Absolutely. It's been a great experience. I've, I have really, really uh, benefited from just the, uh, that systematic approach, setting aside time to prepare, uh, for, especially for the big holidays, for Christmas and then for Easter. You know, we just don't, I, I guess, traditionally in our family, uh, and in our church to a degree, we, we prepare as in we get our Christmas presents bought right? <laughs> and we, we, we get our Easter eggs ready maybe, or whatever we're doing. Mm-hmm. But as far as taking time to look forward to and prepare our hearts for and think through, that's just not something, uh, I and my family and maybe, maybe me and children's ministry have always done exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. And so this, we did that this year better uh, than we have in the past. And I think it made those experiences richer. I think it made our celebration of, of the Advent richer and more meaningful. And certainly it made our celebration, I think, of Easter more uh, rich just because we had taken so much time to think through the import of those events and, and to prepare our hearts to celebrate them. So I, it, it, it was a great season for me. And I, I felt the same way with the kids because we did the same thing mm-hmm. in the children's department. And I felt like it just really uh, uh, set the stage for them to to get it better uh, because we had just p- prepared their hearts for the celebration. So so by the time we got to Christmas after Advent and by the time we got to uh, Easter after doing Lent together, you know, I could go through, I had a whole list of questions that I could ask and all the kids were able to answer. I mean, they really knew what and we're prepared uh, for what for what they were about to celebrate, which I think is awesome. Absolutely, so awesome. <clears throat> yeah, we celebrate well when we prepare well, and I think we, uh, through observing Lent and uh, those aspects of Lent, I think it did serve us as a congregation mm-hmm. well and individuals well that actually did observe. Those things. Uh, we had uh, Wednesday midday prayer every week uh, through Lent, which we've never done before. Uh, but it was just another time for us to pause and to think and to reflect on our sin and Jesus' sacrifice. And we had communion together, and we, you know, it was very simple. These, and there were only about 20 minute services because <laughs> most of the time it was on people's lunch hour. But these were, we just took very meaningful and intentional times to do that. And so I I think Easter Sunday, it showed uh, that people were ready to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. It was awesome. Agreed. 
that's all you guys got. <laughs> I can I concur. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, well, it's been good to have you guys um, on today. Uh, we we will be uh, you know we'll be well we took off last week uh, a bit, uh, but uh, between Easter and uh, and now we're we're in post. We're in the post uh, Holy Week kind of uh, man. Are we tired? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was great, and uh, now we've uh, yeah. We're in the week where we're like, woo, yeah. Catch our breath. Yep. Catch our breath, and here we go again. But yeah. it's been uh, it's been tremendous. Uh, and uh, so, uh, thank you for joining us today. By the way, you know we, you know we continue to learn things around here at River Valley. One of the things we learned. Uh, this this uh, even today was that Easter lilies, uh, you know, some people, you know, churches are, you know, they want to decorate a little bit for Easter. And so uh, I think somebody purchased some Easter lilies and put them around the church around here yeah. a little bit. And then uh, and then, of course, in a week, those things will be probably dead. So they were handing them out to staff and and so the staff could take those home with them and. Mike, did you get one of those? I I did not get one. I probably should have taken that one. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Might have been better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think any of the guys on staff necessarily took Easter lilies home, but some of the, some of the, uh, some of our, uh, the, the, the girls on our uh, staff did take them home and, and come to find out they, those are toxic to cats. Yeah. Yeah, we learned that the hard way. We have, I had no idea that was a thing. Maybe we should say not intentionally. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. had no idea that was a thing. But so if any of you have extra Easter lilies sitting around or somebody offers you one, you better read the warning label. Well, there isn't one, but we're, te- we're going to be the warning yeah. label for you. Don't bring that thing in your house if you have a cat. The cat it's is okay, be bad news. by the way. The cat... The cat, yes, the cat, the cat is, is. Should clarify. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm sorry. The cat has survived, but it is. It was quite an ordeal to get the cat uh, uh, in a safe place. Hashtag Help save me. sprinkles. <laughs> Whatever your cat's name is, yeah. watch out. Yeah, yeah. Watch that. So hey, you know what? Uh, we're we're here to encourage you in your faith, but also to bring very practical <laughs> advice and wisdom. <laughs> We are we are here to serve. Yeah, we're here to serve. <laughs> we're right. here to serve you and your pets, whatever it might take. Uh, so, so, so thank you for joining us uh, today on the Connect Podcast, and we hope that your Easter was a tremendous time with your family, your church family, and uh, and with us. Thank you for joining us. Uh, if you haven't subscribed, please do so, and join us next week uh, for the next episode of the Connect Podcast. See you then.